Yes. <laughs> Come in. Uh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm coming in. You have okay? You ever, have you ever thought... What are we doing here? Like, like... Here as in TGAM Towers? Or here as in the planet? Or universe? As in, what, what actual work do we do? Or we do... Is we say the name of the website, which is... Oh, it's uh, www.thatguys.co.uk. You know, yeah, we've only got one job. And then and then we say the name of the socials. Yep. Which are like, uh, well, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, at that guy's a maniac, all one word, uh, lowercase. All lowercase. Yeah. There's no office. There's no one here. We don't do any work. Well, we just have these strange skits on a weekly basis, and then what is our job? But we also just blink out of existence. We only exist for one week. Can you remember? Do you have a home? Do we have families? That would involve us having some kind of backstory. I just don't understand. What is existence? It's probably best not to question it too much. Okay. What is this podcast about again? Um, video games? Video games. Okay. I guess I'll see you in another week for two to three minutes of talking about the name of the website. Okay. Um... Have have a fun existential crisis. I think we're going now. This is it. We're going. We're going. Oh God, look, Any we're fading like that <laughs> scene go. in, in Back to the Future. You know, ah. where he's looking at the picture of his brother. My hands. Ah, peaceful void. End of his skit. Oh wow, Finn. <laughs> <laughs> Have we got to that point? Okay, right. Okay, good. Done. Yeah. Uh, off a skip. So, I'm so glad I followed your cues. Yeah, it's very... You did a really, you did a really good job. Yeah. Um, yeah, we 100% improvised this. Uh, really, <laughs> in case you hadn't guessed. There was no script or uh, rehearsals or anything. It was just off the top of our heads. Yeah, you'd never guess. <laughs> anyway, this week's podcast, um, for some reason, I don't really know why, um, but I've been playing a lot of games in a genre I like to call Sea Jank. Sea Jank. And how do you spell Jank? <laughs> so the whole thing is S E A, as in the sea, the ocean, the water, where the fish live. And then Jank is J A N K. So, like the way the kids would say junk. Jank. Yeah. Jank. Like yeah. janky. Janky That's... games. Janky games. Okay, yeah. so these are, are, are like. Bug-ridden, horrible games, or are they just yeah, old but, and but they're on a, They're on a theme, so every now and then... Um, uh, are, you, are you much of a H.P. Lovecraft fan? Fan of his writing, not the man. I know that he, he did um, Cthulhu, and that is yes. about it for Lovecraft for me. Yeah, okay. I, I, do I, I sort of like Lovecraft. 
but then I don't understand um, why there's so much popularity around Lovecraft. But when when you think of Lovecraft, what do you think of, of Lovecraftian things? Um, Cthulhu. I yeah. People wearing steampunk as well. <laughs> like steampunk yeah. people like Lovecraft, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, it's... and did he not? Was he not also like quite like vampire stories as well? Uh, not really. No, they were kind of um. So he wrote. Uh, I think within within his life, he was kind of a not very successful writer. He's also huge, racist and anti-Semitic, and despite being married to a, a Jewish lady. Um, but a lot of his stories, which have now kind of put together under this Cthulhu mythos, um, were published in you know like pulpy horror story type things. Yeah, as much yeah, as horror. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like with vampires, he was he was a horror writer, but yeah, did he? Oh, okay, sorry, go on. I'm yeah, it's, it's horror, but it's kind of very um, everything. A lot of things are about madness and eldritch horrors and the unseen and the unspoken. And oh, the, yeah, 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 um, yeah. All of that business. But as much as... And so some of the kind of elements or that become associated with Lovecraft are things like Cthulhu and then um, shitty, <laughs> shitty towns, I guess, like places called Darkwater and Innsmouth and Seaton. Um but as much as those elements, uh, as well as like you know, a bit of horror, body horror, madness, apart of, as much as Lovecraft, for me, um, jankiness is also <laughs> a big part of what makes something Lovecraft. Okay, give give me a, an an example of Lovecraft jank. <laughs> so, so it's kind of, so in in his life, um, his li- I'd say his literature was kind of janky, and it was it was published in like you know weird stories these these total trashy pulpy novels and they were never really yes all the lovecraft we get today has been kind of curated and put together but even lovecraft literature today is janky there's like because it's all public domain as well now there's like hundreds of different the complete lovecraft which isn't the complete lovecraft there's the call of cthulhu gets reprinted over and over again but then when you see it in other media like um uh, tv and film so if you have you know Amazon Prime or Netflix or whatever. Just type in Lovecraft and you'll see the kind of shit that comes up. Right? None of it's... I mean, literally, my love... Cra- tra- my love trash? My love, love trash. Oh, there we go. <laughs> love jank. Um, <laughs> um, knowledge comes from pop culture. Not even looking from that. Yeah. It's like, it'll be Family Guy making fun of Cthulhu or, yeah. or some like internet cartoon where a cat is more powerful than cthulhu or something like that you know yeah that sort of stuff yeah so that so, but there's not like cthulhu isn't really in lovecraft very much <laughs> it's, it's, no I, I know but i think it, it, it's just because it has made it in, its way into pop culture just even saying the word cthulhu and stuff like that I, yeah I, yeah but it's, it's, it's something really interesting because there's not much that really unites all this Lovecraft stuff. You know, some of these, some of the stories are like, well, that's just a kind of a knockoff Frankenstein. Um, and a lot of the stories are in this kind of like really, uh, I guess, 19th century um, tension stories, which just haven't aged very well. So, you know, it's, it's all about these long, um, 
lavid descriptions um and you know the horror was so much that i could you know barely express it or i'm hastily writing my last letter and i can't convey to you the and then yeah, they're always so it's like the lot, adhds lot, are what? lucky to get to the end of a sentence yeah yeah and then a lot of it a lot of it ends like the whole story will be on like the, for the short stories the whole story will be on like the end sentence and where it's revealed that uh he was the killer all along, or the head Ugh. was in, the head was talking in the jar. Um, oh, was so, kind of reanimator. That reanimator was around um, Lovecraft style, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. So yeah, he's written. I think he's, there's like four reanimator stories. Um, so it's it's interesting because oh. he or Lovecraft's work inspire lots of different things, but there isn't a huge amount of the source material. Um, it's not really, although it's often referred to as the Cthulhu mythos, it's not particularly robust or tied together. And so just any weird, janky shit with tentacles, maybe an octopus-headed thing, um, can be said to be Lovecraftian. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Anything like Kraken or something yeah. coming out the sea or yeah. old gods or even just yeah. the word Eldritch conjures yeah. up Lovecraft. But um, interestingly, you, yeah. you 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 paused on uh, body horror, which is actually uh, last Halloween was a new thing uh, or a new term that had been uh, sort of um, I was made aware of. So, what kind of body horror were you sort of talking about? Is it the reanimator stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's the, yeah. It's, uh, the, the reanimator stuff. So, like, quite talk about viscera and gore and things attached where they shouldn't be. Um, yeah. Okay. And, and things popping up. Because anyway, so the film Society, I guess that's probably got some Lovecraftian um, roots as well. Yeah, well, when you when you look, you can see like this Lovecraft influence everywhere. But I think because it was so vague and and not very specific, um, he gets more and, accredited to him than he should, perhaps. Yeah, and it's that proper domain. So, so anyway, going back to what's all about Jankies, if you look up Lovecraft on Amazon Prime, whatever. Everything there, and there'll be there's loads, right? There's documentaries, there's um, things which are described as Lovecraftian. There are there are films made of his of some of his short stories, but they're all like none of them are polished or by a big studio. You know, they're all kind of like almost home, amateurish home video, uh, not home video, um, shaky cam, um, really bad prosthetics, uh, and the same is true of. Is Wherever it kind of greenhouse sort of stuff? No, because it's not even stylized enough to be greenhouse. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like you know, Doctor Who levels of right, production okay. value. Right. <laughs> and then if you look at um, uh, there's a there's a role playing um game called Call of Cthulhu, uh, and it's you know it's adjacent to Dungeons and Dragons. It's almost been going as long, I think. Uh, but you know Dungeons and Dragons have, has all this nice branding and logos and a really nice website and you kind of want to own all their books and cards and stuff so they're really nice production values and then Call of Cthulhu website looks like it's made in GeoCities and, and if you ever see their products they're you know just ugh, quality's not there anyway so this is this is kind of the jank the Lovecraftian jank and, and when it comes to video games that's that's firmly where you find them so any kind of like lovecraft video game if you look up metacritic will always have the same profile of reviews 
there'd be like a handful that are like ten, nine and ten and inevitably the first three words of the review will be if you like lovecraft yeah <laughs> then there'll be like the the highest number will be around the five six yeah. seven just to and go then, off on a tangent yeah. it's just the, the way that you're saying lovecraft is yeah. <laughs> definitely i don't know it sounds like a porn version of warcraft <laughs> if you like Lovecraft, oh like gosh, Lovecraft. okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, sorry, go on. Yeah, and then and then there'll be a whole bunch of like four threes, twos, and ones. And if you jump down to those four three twos and one reviews, they'll say, uh, you know, yeah, this game's kind of good, but just performance, graphics, cutscenes, sound horrible, um, jank. <laughs> it's, it's like, it, I don't know. So that, so yeah, across across film. TV, literature, but also video games, um, you'll never find a, like a highly polished, I guess, triple A Lovecraft gamer. There's always some jankiness about it. And so this week, finally get there. Um, because there were loads of sales, March sales, is that a thing? I mean, I guess just every month there's sales right now on all these things. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was uh, the spring sale, and in about two weeks' time, we're going to get an Easter sale. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then there'll be a little lull before we get the summer sale. Um, and yeah, and so on. So on Switch, there was a March sale. And on PlayStation, there was a horror sale, weirdly. Okay, cool. And so it encouraged me to pick up a bunch of Cthulhu uh, Lovecraft games, which um, I kind of, I was kind of interested in. See, see, do, do you hear it? Like, Lovecraft games. It's moved away from Lovecraftian horror. Yeah. Like, Lovecraft just sounds like, I don't know, like, visual novels with anime girls. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Sorry. It is, no, it, it can't, but it kind of is like that. So, you, you know, you get the you get the semi-serious, uh, you know, Eastern European bad voice acting um, Lovecraft in games, which will kind of be set in... Then you also get the cartoony, you know, Cthulhu's having a dorm room party. Yeah, yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) You also get, like, Hulk Cthulhu, right, which is set in the modern era. All this... this. Anyway. And so all the... Barista. Yeah, 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 that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So all these these games which I looked at, I thought, I'd quite like to try those. Looked up reviews which say, like, hmm, bit janky. Um, like, I'm not, <laughs> do I'm they not... do they Farley? Do they say bit janky? Pretty, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> bit janky. I was like, okay, I'm not going to spend twenty fifty quid in one case. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, twenty quid on okay. yeah. Um, but they were so brutally on sale that for less than twenty pounds, I picked up the four games that I'm going to talk about. All right. Okay. Cool. So you got like like the ninety percent uh, off shenanigans. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah picked them up for virtually nothing. The first one, which is by far the jankiest, but not. It's allowed to be janky, I think. Um, it was only a couple of quid, and it's called Abyss The Wraiths of Eden. The what? Abyss The Wraiths of Eden. Wraiths, okay, yeah. cool. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, and much like other Lovecraftian things, it's so derivative. Uh, so I watched the trailer and I thought, yeah, I, I'll buy it. I bet this game lasts, you know, two to three hours, I'll buy it. Um, so it's clearly Lovecraft inspired and there's like dead bodies and octopuses and 
some giant squid type thing which features in the logo but it's set in an underwater city that was supposed to be utopia i don't know if you've ever played uh what's it called oh my god what are those games with the big daddies oh um oh my god bioshocks thank you yeah bioshock yeah so it's, so it's basically hey you remember bioshock hey you know lovecraft um but instead of making it like a 3D action game, it's a hidden object. <laughs> yes, it's a hidden object. I, 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 so I've looked this up, and the um, the what's it called? The developers Artifacts Mundi, and I know these guys only because they brought out a bunch of games on Windows phones, and they're like the only games you could get on Windows phones, and they were just basically, yeah, exactly what you said. Uh, find hidden objects games hidden object games but yeah i think i have you know we maybe we all played hidden object games back in the day there's a place and a time for hidden object games there it's is not the worst thing in the world no and i was actually is good art i was pleasantly surprised that it's kind of hidden object game plus um so there are certain sections where you have to find hidden, you know, here's a scene find some hidden objects and one of those objects but there are cutscenes and there are puzzles and you know it's nothing you've not seen before so that you know that um puzzle in uh die hard with a vengeance with the with the canisters you've got fire a seven liter and a five liter yes yes and you see that puzzle everywhere right so yeah, yeah there's one of these and one of those in here they there's had one at one. the end of resident evil 2 didn't they yeah yeah <laughs> There's one where you have to, you know, connect up a circuit. There's one where you have so it isn't it's nothing particularly, you know, novel or mind blowing. Um, yeah, those I, mechanics don't exactly scream um, Lovecraftian horror. But yeah, go on. <laughs> no, no, they don't. Um, uh, and I guess I guess the wraiths of Eden. Are, are, Anyway, long story short, it turns out that underneath Eden, you know, surprise, surprise, these underwater utopian things never seem to persist, uh, as in Bioshock. Um, uh, and so there was an excavation that dug up a little idol, and then it started turning people into crazy. Um, and it's fine. You know, it's uh, one of the things I loved about it is uh, it's very playable. Uh, it works as a game. Um, there's no there's like an, a one extra mission which kind of gives you the backstory to one of the characters you meet um when you, you know, there's no triple currencies there's no thousand hours worth of gameplay so it's quite nice to just you know i'm gonna sit and pleasantly stroll through this game but whilst, whilst i was playing it I was, I was like this is it's kind of you know when the original resident evil came out the original, original, like 1986 original, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah? original Resident yeah. Evil. Is, you know, I'm glad that some people are just like, mm, we're just going to keep sort of making sort of Resident Evil games. Um, which this kind of is, really. You know? Is it? Okay. Well, there are puzzles, there's a story. Do you move about in a 3D environment? You move around in a 3D environment. Ah, okay, um, okay. The, the, well, the games yeah. that I remember were just straight up 2D. It was like a visual novel story, hidden object, puzzle, visual novel story, hidden object puzzle, you know, that sort of thing. There was no, uh, no, no moving actually, about. Yeah, maybe you do click about. 
Yeah, maybe you do. Yeah, you do click around. Okay. So there's not quite resonating. Um, but yeah. yeah. It's fine. Um, hilariously, it's though, fine. <laughs> Brilliant. It's fine. Is that is that your final review? Yeah. It, I mean, fine. in terms in terms of like you know whatever out of whatever, it, it won't score particularly highly. But in terms of um, being what I wanted to be, that's gonna get like almost a hundred percent. Okay. Got some Lovecraft elements. There'll be some puzzles, none of which will be particularly tricky. Did I use a guide? I don't think I used a guide. Um, once, because that's how brilliant and intelligent I am. Um, but the cutscenes use this really weird. I recorded a bunch. I was going to tweet them. Maybe I did tweet them by the time this comes out. Um, you'd have seen it in probably this same studio that you mentioned. What's the name of the studio? Artifacts Mundi. Yeah. So they, for the cutscenes, they kind of have these 3D models. Only the mouth moves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that yeah, that's the 3D um, animation thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, yeah. Okay, in yeah. a really disconcerting, disconcerting way, you know, where just just the mouth is moving around, um, whilst everything else in the scene is static. Um, yeah, which gets quite creepy. Uh, and you know, there are octopuses and puzzles and some ancient one and text in the bottom and you solve the mystery and then you get to escape uh, Bioshock. What is the, what's the name of the place in Bioshock? Oh, don't. I have no idea. I haven't played it. I yeah, me neither. It. Yeah, me too. I've been exposed to it. Yeah, exposed to it to the point where I, you know, like, nah, I think I've seen enough of this game that I don't <laughs> need to play it anymore. <laughs> there are little little girls and big daddies and uh, yeah, whatever that whatever that place is called. Probably Eden. Something. I bet it is Eden. I bet it is. No, Eden will have to be not a direct ripoff, but it'll be a pastiche of it. At Eden. Atlanti Eden. Uh, (laughs) shock Setting. Rapture. Rapture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See? Why do I know that? Why do I know that? Or didn't know that? Why does it ring a bell? Yeah. Um, and you know, yeah, it's exactly the same setting, right? This kind of like Art Nouveau. Yeah, it's, it's the the future, um, the retro future thing that like yeah. um, uh, Fallout and other games like that did as well. Yeah, ex- exactly that. You know, we've got these very beautifully printed posters about civic responsibility in a utopia. Anyways, that was a base the Wraith of Edens, which I completely Wraiths of Eden. Which I wreaths, wreaths, yeah. which I completed 100%. Golded. Uh, sadly, I was not playing it on a platform when there were trophies because I imagine <laughs> I would have got all of them. Um, <laughs> and then I moved on to Call of Cthulhu. Okay, is this uh, another Artifacts Mundi? <laughs> no, this one's slightly, slightly higher on the jank tree, but still nowhere near the top. So it's Used by cyanide. Uh, cyanide, okay. Yeah, which I I remember looking at Call of Cthulhu because I remember a couple of people saying oh, it's not too bad, which is praise for these kind of yeah. sea <laughs> Um, but it was cyanide, and I've got there. Uh, what was that game? I think it was Blood Bowl on the 3DS, which I really enjoyed. But there was some game-breaking bug that would just stop. 
Your league and on the DS. Oh, that's yeah. brutal, man. Brutal. Yeah, and so just every time this at a certain stage in this whatever hundredth match in the league, the game would just crash. I think it was Sino. Anyway, so that was partly put me off, and then also I think it's like forty quid. Um, yeah, which is... <laughs> that price tag for potentially a broken game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, I know that feeling. Too high. Anyway, so it was reduced to it's like something like eighty percent off. So it's a fiver. Um, so I downloaded it uh, for the PlayStation and played it, and it's really enjoyable. Um, okay. There are a few, you know, graphically. This is exactly what the, the bottom half of the Metacritic reviews say. Graphically, it's not great. Um, you know, yeah, it's not. It's not the Unreal Engine uh, at its best. Um. But it pulls together stories which have kind of you know these Lovecraftian um, elements to them. Uh, is it? Can you? What is detective mode in the Batman games? Detective mode. Yeah. Yeah, it's just detective mode. But what? What? What kind of mechanic is it? Um. So I think detective mode was. Um was introduced actually in Origins um, where you sort of rebuild the case yeah, and you sort of go back in time and you, yes, yes, you track yes. it and you, you, you look through and you see oh the bullet came in through there and then you have to find the other thing which it connects to and then scan it and that sort of yeah. thing Yeah. Okay. Call of Cthulhu has Batman detective mode <laughs> okay cool <laughs> um, and again it's one of these things which has ended up as being something that's associated with Lovecraftian horror game media is that there's investigators, um, which is weird because it's not really, doesn't really, that's not really in the original works. That's something that's come later, I think. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Call of Cthulhu is based on the role-playing game called Call of Cthulhu, um, and so it has a RPG mechanic behind it, um, which is okay. Um, there's like maybe one or two decisions in the playthrough which require you to have maxed out one stat and it's impossible to max out all the stats oh, uh, okay yeah yeah to get the different endings um yeah so it's like it's kind of interesting but not like they didn't really lean into okay we're going to really use this rpg mechanic um so, you know if you dump your various skill points to different stats when you're having a conversation with somebody you know you can use your psychology or you can use your cultism or you can use your medicine to ask extra questions or you know do another another way of solving a particular problem um so yeah it's, it's kind of cool it takes you to uh well you start in like a seaside town it takes you to like an asylum of course <laughs> um it takes you to like an old mansion uh, there's lots of characters involved you have to solve do these detective mode things to kind of work on the scenes and um, there's all kinds of uh, eldritch horrors <laughs> uh, which kind of jump out of the paintings and stuff like that um, yeah very good uh, and of course like many Lovecrafty works it, um, there's a madness various parts of it are around madness which of is course, kind of yeah. yeah it's kind of cool but I don't know I think Games and madness—they don't really do it very well. So there's things like um, 
Amnesia did that whole madness gauge and things like that, or and what was the other one, the GameCube one? Yeah, Eternal Darkness. Yeah. Sanity's Requiem. Um. Yeah, so there are cool things you can do when it comes to madness in video games, like a bit like you no know, PT, where you're walking down the same corridor over and over again. Yeah. Um. But I always feel like more could be done. You know, so there's a couple of cool madness sequences like that. Um. Where you they play with was it non-Euclidean space? Is that when you know you can walk around down an endless corridor, or you can turn, you know, you're in a padded cell and you turn around and you turn around and you turn around and there's no door to the padded cell type thing. What did they call that? What did non, you call it? Non-Euclidean space. Non-Euclidean. Yeah. What does that even mean? Euclidean? Non-nuclear? Non-what? After Euclides. Euclidean. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was thinking of like Newtonian or <laughs> no, like yeah, uh, yeah. Who's uh, Euclides non- anyway? Euclides. <laughs> Euclides. What? Did you did you ever watch Ulysses the cartoon? I remember Ulysses. Yeah. Ulysses. Ulysses. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Well, he was one of them. Was he? And, and he's got a, a game mechanic named after him. <laughs> no, he's got a geometry named after him, even better. He's got a geometry? Oh, yeah. wow. It's a non-Euclidean geometry. <laughs> like, I don't even remember any of the characters from Ulysses. If you were to you tell can... me anything about it, I'd probably mix it up with Jason the Wheeled Warriors, and yeah. then I would sing the Ulysses song. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Euclides wasn't in... His name wasn't even Euclides. It wasn't, it wasn't in... <laughs> He wasn't Brilliant. in uh, Ulysses, even though they sound sort of similar. Uh, what is his name? Euclid- Euclidean. Axiom's Euclidean geometry, yes. Euclid. His name's just Euclid. Sometimes called Euclid of Alexandria. Not to be confused, Richie, with Euclid of Megara. Oh, good old Euclid of Megara. Uh, uh, you were talking about him, I'd have known what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um so what 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 is his geometry? Why does he get a geometry named after him? <laughs> he gets a geometry. Um he described it, we all know that he described this in his textbook on geometry, the elements. Uh and it consists in assuming a small set of intuitively appealing axioms and deducing many other propositions. Anyway, the way I use it <laughs> probably incorrectly is like a, a geometry that can't exist in real life. Right, okay. Okay, yeah, 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 cool. Um, a geometry. I love, I love how it's become a, a singular thing. Yeah, a geometry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's fine. I only got two of the endings. You have to play through the... Two out of four of the endings, you have to play through the whole game, maxing out one particular stat yeah. to the other to get it. Um, but one of the things that annoys me in when you think of like madness mechanics in video games um, which are cool I think like the two we've mentioned already uh, yeah. are good examples of that Silent Hill 4 of course is a really good example of that and it's games that kind of play with you um, but I don't know if there's laws about what you can and can't do in, in video games um, because they can really fuck you up if you think about um uh, how would you even describe them? You know, like all the creepypasta demos, I guess? Yeah. They're like short web games um, 
which will, you know, have Slender Man in them, or they'll be set in some... Yeah, exactly. I think Slender Man, did they not, like, do a crossover with Amnesia as well? Probably, probably, yeah. And probably in one of those. And then, of course, you've got Control, which is the SCP Foundation as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So all all those kind of um, games which play on the idea of, you know, as you turn around, you see something in the corner of your eye. You turn around again, and it's not there. Or yeah, uh, you know, there's yeah, clearly a bloodied image on a wall, and all that kind of stuff, which I think is really cool. But then a lot of games don't lean into it too much. I think it can be quite distressing. I guess I don't know. What was um, that one that I played that I quite liked? The one that was uh, the the walking simulator, but everything went crazy and mad. I don't know. Is oh, it was the painting one. The mad. Um, oh God, you know it? the one that I'm talking about. Amnesia? No, it wasn't amnesia. Machine for pigs or whatever it's called. No, no, no. Um, it's the painting. It's like life, life painting, pa- painting, or something is art. Oh God, this is such great quality podcast material listen to Richie name the, 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 paint, the, the film about layers, the, of, layers of fear layers of fear yes 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 that was it that was okay <laughs> yeah. it's well worth derailing your topic to to remember the name of it um, <laughs> one one um, I guess mechanic in, in madness inspired games really pisses me off and it particularly pisses me off in Call of Cthulhu is passing out you know, you know when your character passes yeah. out um, and in this game you pass out about 20 fucking times um, I just find it really lazy really lazy because you know you can, you can change scene yeah, um, yeah. stuff can happen uh, you can yeah you can reset yeah so whilst playing this game I was like oh god I'm going to pass out again aren't I oh look wake up some new space Wake up in an asylum, wake up in a thing, wake up <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay. So if you're making a, a Lovecraftian horror game, don't cheese in. Don't just readily deploy passing out as a way to change from one chapter to another. It's lazy. It's really lazy. I, I know yeah. exactly where you're coming from when that bugs me. Yeah. Um, particularly bugs me. That'd be my only complaint. Other than that, the game worked. Went it worked. Okay, yeah. cool. There's no crashing. It did though. I don't. I don't. Maybe you can explain this to me, as being as you're slightly more of a computer man than me. Um, so I was playing it on head with headphones on. Yeah. Um, and uh, when the game was loading up, you know, from one area to another, often after you just passed out, it, it would. The loading bar would make a really strange noise. I think you can only pick up on headphones. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like a, you know, like a... <laughs> not, not, not like in a creepy way, just in a... Oh, this is... How is a loading bar making the game make a strange... Yeah, yeah. No, that doesn't make sense. Have you Googled it? No, no, because I wouldn't even know how to... How to... <laughs> loading bar sound. What was the name of the game? Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, yeah. Just Google that. Okay. I- I'll do it. You you continue talking about. It. <laughs> okay. That was the that was the only, um, yeah, the only kind of slight game functioning gameplay jankiness that I came across. Um, yeah, other than that, it's, you know, it's a decent 
a decent game and again quite nice in that it's i think i played it over the course of a day um there is replayability there but yeah you don't have to sign your life away um to it um, and thoroughly enjoyed it okay yeah not too sure the rpg trappings one of the annoying so the way that the call of cthulhu role-playing games work it's unlike something like DD where you roll a d20 to and add your modifiers or whatever um your stats in call of cthulhu are percentages and you roll a percentage you roll a d100 and you have to get beneath your percentage roll wow. and so there are a couple of occasions so you where you'll be whatever, investigating something or, or chatting to somebody uh, and some things will say you know you can only choose this option if you've maxed out your occult stat so you'll see it but it won't be available to you yeah. and others will be try you know to make, basically make a roll against your whatever um, but it doesn't show, doesn't actually show you the roll you know, there's no dice that appear or whatever um, and it's not very clear if you pass or if you fail <laughs> Like it's not clear from the outcome if you passed or if you failed, um, which I found a little bit frustrating. And again, they just didn't, you know, if you're going to have the RPG mechanics, follow them properly. Don't like half integrate. Um, would be my other complaint. Yeah. Any any joy on why a loading bar would make? Uh, no, I, I saw one thing about uh, stuttering sound. Um, so it may be just that it's only you. Um, or indeed, it is just actually uh, a little jankiness in the code. Uh, the, the Lovecraft seeping through. Yeah, um, I just don't understand yeah. how. No, but nobody things. else seems to have said anything about it. I, I would do a Twitter post about it. Do, shove it on. on, on, on uh, at that guy's a maniac, all one word, lowercase, uh, Twitter, and uh, let's ask those guys. Loading bar does this thing. Is it meant to do this thing? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you'll end up with like the golden ticket to go and visit their factory. <laughs> the the, the game factory. factory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And maybe I can bring my copy of Blood Bowl along and get them to fix that whilst I'm at it. Um, so I can wow. continue my. So I can continue my. I don't think you're welcome anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You thought I was just coming to find out about why the loading bar makes noises, but I actually just want to continue with my uh, rather good Skaven team, if I do say so. (laughs) The last game I got, uh, again, Lovecraft, explicitly Lovecraft themed this one, um, and the biggest discounted one was the Sinking City. So if Abyss, the Wraiths of Eden is like, what if we did a hidden object game with Lovecraft? And Call of Cthulhu was, what if we did a Mass Effect? Skyrim? Skyrim. Yeah. What if we did Skyrim? Well, it's not really combat. What if we did Skyrim with that? Lovecraft. And then the Sinking City is what if we did GTA in a Lovecraft game, um, but without all the cuts. It's, it's like an open world type thing. Um, and you start in a sinking city. Um, there's a detective mode, which you use to solve crimes. <laughs> Lovely. Um, by, by looking at the queues. Um, uh, the streets are all muddy and there's dead fish and octopuses everywhere. 
uh, and the characters are strange. I've only played a little bit of it, so this is the one that was initially like 50 quid, and there's five, four or five DLCs to it. What was it um, called again? The sorry? Sinking City. The Sinking City. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I've only I've only sort of played the first mission, I guess. Um, but really, really liking it. Um, from what I've seen so far, um, kind of really taking inspiration from some of the Lovecraft stories and characters. So there's uh, these three powerful families in this city, which is sinking. So there's this flood event which caused the people of Innsmouth. Um, oh, Innsmouth again. You yeah. talked about this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like fish people. So they're like normal people, but they have fish-like features, um, which everyone is, says a bit weird and they're a bit racist towards them, but um, it's yeah, something to do with the blessing of the sea. <clears throat> so, yeah, you, you just accept it. Um, and then there's uh, these three powerful families running this town, which you play through. Uh, and one of them looks like a gorilla, and there's a whole there's a Lovecraft story about <laughs> some guy who probably had sex with a gorilla goddess type thing. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's the that's the reveal at the end of this really long story that talks about like three generations of this particular, I think no, five generations of this particular family, um, all of which had these doomed endings. Um, but the, the revelation at the end, spoilers for for whatever Lovecraft story it is. Um, I think it's like the tale of somebody German. Um, is that their great-grandfather probably bonked a lady gorilla goddess and that's why they all look like... That's why they all have freakily long arms. Um, <laughs> so there's this family of like gorilla-looking people. Um, but you play as this detective... Uh, who's a veteran, they all have these same elements, so um, a lot of them will talk about were involved in the First World War, or veterans of the First oh, World so War. So it's madness, PTSD madness. Yeah, sort of thing, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> exactly, they've gone through trauma, um, yeah. and, and they've seen that, and so you start off with like a hallucination, um, and then you, yeah, you solve this first crime, which is this gorilla man's son has gone missing, um, and you know that they went on some deep sea exploration, the water's creeping in. Um, <clears throat> really liking it so far. Um, and this is looks like going to be the, the largest of the um, sprawling map for you to kind of explore. I don't know quite how much, if you can just go and explore every bit of it. Um, you know, there's lots of characters to talk to. There's a weird thing scrolling around in the street. You do actually have combat, unlike the other two. Uh, yeah. But it is janky at every single cutscene. So, it's a talky game, right? So like, <clears throat> L.A. Noir. Yeah. Every time you enter a conversation with somebody, the first two seconds of their face, you know, you, you see them glitch from their standing <laughs> around, standing around in the environment animation to, oh, you're talking to me now animation. Um, minor things like, you know, lots of things clipping through other things. Uh, uh, it's quite annoying sometimes to align your character with a clue and press the look at clue button like all these like little niggly bits and pieces um as well as a lot of environmental popping <laughs> which <you can> just... <laughs> so yeah janky but i'm quite excited i mean yeah it was definitely with the, again with those typical lovecraft game reviews i was like oh, 
liquidity is a lot. Um, but this was um, this was all bundled together for I think twelve pounds. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. Including, like, two DLCs and then um, in a way that I think you only oh, so I got it on Switch. The way you only get this Switch is because some of these really old games have now been released and bundled together. You just get like fun DLC stuff. So uh, after I downloaded this game and I was on the eShop, it's like you know oh, you have a Chicago typewriter gun as a free download. Have two experience points as a free download. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, as a like mini incentive, I guess. So I'm looking forward to playing through more of that. That's the one I started with, and then I played through the other two, and then I'm kind of saving that because I think there's a lot more to it. Uh, and again, there seems to be some sort of morality, you know, multiple ways to go through the story. So in the first case that I did, I could choose this or this. Is the on. story worth it? Like, I- I'm guessing what is really kind of making these games and sort of um, absorbing the Lovecraftiness about it is the story. Is the story worth it to you at this point? Uh, yeah, I think so. The, the Sinking City, I'm particularly interested because... Uh, of the gorilla see- bonking. <laughs> no, we'll see if... You know, is each case, so I think it's like an L.A. Noir setup, is each case going to take inspiration from, you know, a different Lovecraft oh, story? Oh, okay, you know, cool. Are we going to have a, you know, reanimator case to solve? Are we going to have a blah, blah, blah case to solve? Um, so that's what I'm quite interested in with that. Call, the Call of Cthulhu, even though it directly takes its name from a short story called Call of Cthulhu, um, there are Lovecraftian elements in a really vague, loose kind of way, but I think the story they come up with is original. Um, quite a good story as well, uh, with a revelation at the end. Uh, no spoilers, dude, dude. <laughs> <laughs> was the voice was coming from the jar? Um, yeah, they're looking forward to Thinking City, um, and there are some. It doesn't. It's not the greatest looking game, um, but you know there are. There are cutscenes. Um, there's a camera mode, you know, 3D action. Uh, so, yeah, quite looking forward to finish to playing through the rest of that. Janky cool. as it may be. Yeah. And do you have that. any other uh, Lovecrafting jank under your belt that you <laughs> you you bought? Well, my last game isn't isn't really Lovecraftian jank. It's not really jank at all, but it's loosely sea related, and a nice little palate cleanser. A tiny game called Seashell. 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 Okay. Yeah. It's on Steam and Nintendo Switch. I think it's like less. It's less than. Three. Incidentally, all of the games you just said are on Steam as well. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they were all probably originally on Steam and have been ported to. Ah uh, yeah, probably yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of like Eastern European developers, I think. Um, for a lot of these Lovecraft. Anyway, Seashell has nothing to do with Lovecraft. It's not particularly janky. Okay. It's I, really I'm gonna. I'm going to read the synopsis on Steam. Yeah. Relax. Makes time for yourself and collect unique and beautiful gifts from the sea. Examine seashells whilst learning all about them in this short, experimental game about our favourite place to unwind. Yeah, it's, it's a really nice palate cleanser from like <laughs> watching a man pull out his own arm through his mouth in an asylum. So like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a nice muscle. Oh, here's a nice muscle. Oh, here's a nice abalone. 
Um, <laughs> it's, really, it's really, that's all you do. It's really fun and it's really short as well. It's like, you know, you, an hour, you'd happily be done with it in an hour. I think there is like extra levels to go. Brilliant. And, Just, and the uh, developer there is High T Frog. Yeah, High T Frog. Um, uh, yeah. They also did Cake Bash, so that might be one to look out for. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just a nice, relaxing game. And for me, I, it makes me wish, well, maybe when um, our financials are in this year, it makes me wish for, like, another sort of eSports. So instead of having an eSports around, like, a fighting game or a shooting game, you have an eSports around, like, Seashell. Did you ever play that stone skimming game from Motion Plus? Yes. You pick up pebbles and yes. you skim them. And then, like, maybe the most relaxed fishing game you could find. So not one of the intense ones with mega points. And, and just have, like... Combo <laughs> multipliers. <laughs> yeah. No, just the most most quietest, relaxed, just, like, you know, waiting for a long time to fish. And have those three as, like, competitive things on a big stage at eSports. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Who can be the most chilled? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like a whole wholesome eSports. Um, you know, who can skim the stone because I'd, I'd love to see yeah who the who's the best the best people at skimming stones on that we motion game or um, picking up seashells of slightly different sizes and seashells. I, 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 I have to say that out of all of the games you've mentioned <laughs> I'm most yeah. intrigued by the picking up seashells game <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> oh dear yeah, it comes to look, when you pick them up as a. I've we, added it to my wish list. Good, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's pennies. Um, really, it's, like, well, it's two ninety nine. Cheaper so. than a, what? What else can you buy for two ninety nine? Uh, in the real world. In the real world, uh, if you go back to two thousand and two, you could probably <laughs> buy about. Uh, what is it? Thirty cans of Tesco Value beans. <laughs> oh yeah, during the beans wars. <laughs> <laughs> You had ten loaves of bread. It was during the beans and loaf bread wars that were going on. Um, yeah, okay. Well, maybe it'll, maybe it'll go on sale. Uh, <laughs> um, it gives you little notes about the uh, the sh- what animals make the shells. Yeah, very nice. Uh, highly recommend. That's uh, cool. And a really edutainment. Edutainment and a uh, yeah, a little bit chillax in between the the. Body horror cult worshiping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because sometimes you need a, a, a palate cleanser, exactly as you sold it initially. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, rather than trudging through streets of you know gore and fish guts. So there we go. That's been <laughs> yeah. my week of my week of sea jank. Nice. That sounds like a good collection. You, you you certainly managed to get some time out of what perhaps were mediocre games. Uh, that's quite cool. Yeah, yeah. I going in with low expectations, picking them up in a sale, taking them for what they are, and you know, not having high expectations. Yeah, I mean, like, don't don't get me wrong. I've got like about a hundred games on um, the Epic Store, which I've got for free, for free. Yeah. yeah. But just like, mm, I don't know, this game's only got eight out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really worthy of my time? Yeah. No, no, I'm going to spend, you know, 70 quid on Final Fantasy VII Remake instead. You yeah, know? yeah, and then um, not play that either. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just go back to playing my subscription-based World of Warcraft <laughs> and pretend that I can do a gaming blog without playing yeah. any other games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Existential yeah. crisis. Hey, there must be loads of Cthulhu shit in Warcraft, no? Oh, yeah, there is. Um, so, uh, there is... Um, in the original Vanilla WoW, there was an expansion called The Gates of Ankaraj. Oh, yeah. And um, the end boss of that character is uh, basically a great big multi-eyed spherical thing in the room called Cthun. Right. So C yeah. apostrophe. Well, of course, is an apostrophe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah uh, but basically, all the way through the game, he uh, all the way through the instance, sorry, he whispers you. And says, yeah. But he doesn't actually, there's no text comes up. You just occasionally hear... You will betray your friends, or die, things like that. You know, so you, you as you're walking through this instance, uh, you're just getting this occasional whisper, like you'll be in the midst of con, you know, uh, like combat and loud noises, people throwing spells, and then you'll just hear, you know, like these little snippets of text. It's good fun. It's, yeah. it's the madness. It's the mad gods. And yeah, exactly. there, there is um, a a lore in World of Warcraft as well about the the mad gods and things like that. So Cthulhu, like, his story was, he actually was a person and his body's got so manipulated by madness that he now looks like this big spherical sort of, uh, what would you call it, like those sea creatures that have uh, anemones, sea anemones. Yeah, I was reading, yeah, I was yeah. just looked it up. Really disappointed with the character design. Yeah, I mean, it's. He looks friendly. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he also has like eye stalks and tentacles and things like yeah, that. Yeah, and again, uh, one of my uh, crowning glories was to get the tentacle of Cthulhu and, you know, make anime uwu jokes and stuff like that. Hey, what does the tentacle of Cthulhu do? Uh, it just does damage. Uh, but basically, a tentacle comes out of the ground. It's a. Uh, it's a trinket that you nice. can have. Yeah, it's quite good. Uh, is it a good Hearthstone card? What? Well, uh, Cthulhu? Yeah. No idea. I, I don't think I've. Uh, I was in an expansion that I played. Uh, remember that I kind of stopped after the first few expansions of Hearthstone. It's true. It's Man, maybe maybe I should get a Warcraft subscription just to hunt down all the Lovecraft junk and do a Lovecraft Warcraft Lovecraft. Uh, I mean, I yeah, yeah, go for it. Sure, you're probably better off doing that in retail. I'm sure they actually have a whole section <laughs> for collectors um, to 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 collect Cthulhu-related shenanigans. Anyway, right, I don't want to hijack this podcast. This was all about yours. You asked me a Warcraft question. That should be where it stops. Okay, but I think we should end it. Yeah. So, um, that guy's a maniac. Can't think of anything. Why? What did? What did the? What did Cthulhu whisper? Um. Oh, your friends will betray you. Okay, let's do that. Okay. Okay, okay. We, we can that guy's a time. maniac. Your friends will betray you. Cool, cool. I have another thing. Um, just to snip it at the end of this, and whether we include it or not, as a little bonus. Ooh. I noticed. I noticed that we 
we use yeah 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 an awful lot and it, really? it's because yeah it's become a sort of like meme as well that I've, I've noticed more and more people say oh yeah 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 or yeah yeah and it's just like this emphatic um re- repetition of yeah 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 and i i've just become aware of it have you just ruined the podcast for not uh, really probably i mean our readers but also for us we're listening to when you're editing it what um but yeah it's just something that i've noticed creeping into the public conscious as well this is, yeah 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 or, or even like uh you know as a sort of ironic thing as well and they're on just oh yeah 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 i know what you're yeah. talking about you know i, I, I just a weird thing i don't know where it came from how it's come about it's a meme in its most literal sense i think yeah, it's um, interesting isn't it how these things because often they start off as something you deride right so so now i do occasionally catch myself saying like completely unironically boo you know like yeah just i, I use like, it the, in chi- the chicken the chicken nuggets are on sale boom so, <laughs> when did that you know how did that n- I'm sure that went from something I was like, oh god, what a horrible thing to say. <laughs> yes. As to now, I just, just, I couldn't even stop myself from doing it. If I <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird evolution of speech, and I wonder yeah. if it's because we are like older, looking in, um, you know, like the use of like the term "sick" and things like that. It's so <laughs> weird. Like I, I remember being a teenager growing up, saying, "Oh, that is sick. That is so sick." Yeah. I mean, we, we still do it to this day, but yeah. it's 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 horrible, you know. Like, oh man, that TV is so sick. Let's conjure up the image of vomitus whilst looking at this massively nice Everything television. Was sick. <laughs> Everything was sick, and then yeah, and then it transgresses into sick is means bad. Yeah, because you're saying it sarcastically. So, oh yeah, no, that's really sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so interesting oh language yeah like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 you see what I mean yeah and it's creeping in and I, I don't know like I've no idea where it, it sort of has its origins I'm, I'm, that does might it not even come be like a... is it like a, what song is it is it Destiny's Child something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Nah, I doubt that's a thing. But yeah, it's uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what song that comes. <laughs> <coughs> well, I'm sure there's some Reddit post about yeah, 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 and then and its etymology somewhere. If not, there should be, and it should get upvoted. <laughs> Right, yeah. anyway, uh, let, let's go, shut up. Let's go Reddit, do your thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, 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 you dig it now, stop it! <laughs> it's, I swear, it's it's not even conscious anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! <laughs> End the podcast! <laughs> End. It's ended, edit. <laughs>